Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we take to the skies with Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Come on! Now let's get down to business, business. Listen to me, Billy. The fate of your world depends on it. The daughters of Atlas are coming for you. Children stole the power of all the gods. This is very personal, Billy. Look, I might not have as much experience as you because I'm not super old like you, <laughs> but I've seen all of the Fast and the Furious movies, lady. It's all about family. Family, guys, that was a signal. Introducing the star of our show. His name is Shazam. This movie continues the story of teenage Billy Batson, who, upon reciting the magical word Shazam, is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego, Shazam. Written by the team of Henry Gaydon and Chris Morgan and directed by David F. Sandberg, Shazam! Fury of the Gods stars Zachary Levi as Shazam, Asher Angel as Billy Batson, Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman, Rachel Zegler as Anthea, Adam Brody as Superhero Freddie, Ross Butler as Superhero Eugene, DJ Cortana as Superhero Pedro, Grace Caroline Curry as Mary and superhero Mary, and features Megan Good, Lucy Liu, Jimin Hansu, Helen Mirren, Faith Herman, Ian Chen, Jovan Armand, Marta Mullans, and Cooper Andrews. Shazam! was a surprising and rare hit by DC Films. A young man is given the powers of the gods in order to keep them out of the hands of evil. The film was sort of relatable in a number of different ways, and it was charming, it was funny, and the action was pretty well done, albeit a bit of a CGI mess at times. But following its success with critics, a sequel was announced, casted, filmed, and prepped for release, only for James Gunn and Peter Safran, who is the producer of this movie, by the way, to completely tear apart DC films. This movie marks one of the final three pre-Gunn Safran movies to come out of DC. So, this movie could either mean a lot to the DC Universe, or it could mean absolutely nothing. So, let's start with the story. First off, it is a pretty decent story. And I say decent because there's really two stories at play here. Shazam needs to battle the Daughters of Atlas to keep them from taking their powers away and turning Earth into their new home. And Billy Batson is aging out of care. So, let's start with story one. Story one is well done. There's a ton of backstory into who the Daughters are and why they're hell-bent on getting the powers of Shazam back. There's a ton of mythology tied into the film and some mythological creatures that were just a ton of fun to see on the screen. The second story, on the other hand, not so much. It's mentioned a few times in passing, but this is the Shazam show and not the Billy Batson show. The story is present and adds a lot of emotion when it needs to, but both appears and disappears throughout the movie. Acting-wise, again, it's pretty well done. Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are amazing. Zachary Levi is simply playing a stronger version of Chuck, so if that appeals to you, good on you. But just like the first movie, Jack Dylan Grazer's Freddie Freeman and Adam Brody's version as well are both standouts. Their sarcastic wit just makes me happy every time they start going off on some bully, whether they're super or not. But where this movie starts to lose me is in its excessive use of both great and horrible CGI. There are scenes that show how much this movie truly cost, and then the next scene looks like it was filmed at a mall kiosk on a green screen. It's really hard to stay invested for the entire 130 minutes when you can tell that the actors are mailing it in because they're looking at tennis balls instead of some of the other creatures. I hate to be the old man yelling at the clouds here. Oh, it's laughing now! Yeah! <laughs> 
Shut up! But there is a much more believable aspect of a superhero movie when you use a little bit of practical effect. Overall, Shazam! Fury of the Gods is a solid follow-up to a surprisingly solid movie. It was fun, it was charming, it was funny, and the few cameos that were featured in this movie were great, but a little jarring. For the record, I haven't watched Shazam! since I saw it in theaters, but I feel this movie will get the same treatment. But it's pretty good. I give Shazam! Fury of the Gods a B+. Spring is approaching, so it's time to clean up that rugged winter look. Nick and the team over at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's stick with the DC Universe. While doing press for his upcoming film, Air, Ben Affleck has confirmed to The Hollywood Reporter that he will not be continuing in the DC Universe. While being asked about what projects he looks forward to talking about and working on, Affleck refers to smaller movies like Air in his previous release drama, The Way Back. The interviewer then asked the question as opposed to, with Affleck answering, The Justice League Experience. What are your superpowers again? I'm real. Affleck went on to explain that the stories became repetitive for him, and he found himself losing creative interest. He also highlighted the fact that he feels he finally nailed the character of Batman, saying, quote, Yeah, I did finally figure out how to play that character, and I nailed it in The Flash. For the five minutes I'm there, it's really great. A lot of it is just tone. You've got to figure out, what's your version of the person? Who is the guy that fits what you can do? I tried to fit myself into a Batman, and by the way, I like a lot of the stuff we did, especially the first one. He was then asked what he thought about directing a film under James Gunn, to which he responded bluntly, quote, I would not direct something for the gun DC. Absolutely not. I have nothing against James Gunn. Nice guy. Sure, he's going to do a great job. I just wouldn't want to go in and direct in the way they're doing that. I'm not interested in that. Affleck was attached to direct a standalone film with Batman, but that eventually got dropped. He said, quote, Justice League made me go, I'm out. I never want to do any of this again. I'm not suited. That's the worst experience I've ever seen in a business, which is full of some shitty experiences. It broke my heart. Hot off that interview, it was confirmed that James Gunn is both writing and directing the upcoming Superman Legacy film with Peter Safran producing. The film is set for release on July 11th of 2025 and has the following synopsis. Superman Legacy tells the story of Superman's journey to reconcile his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing as Clark Kent of Smallville, Kansas. He's the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way, guided by human kindness in a world that sees kindness as old-fashioned. I mean, uh, why are you here? There must be a reason for you to be here. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. Over in the land of casting, it has been confirmed that Anne Hathaway has signed on to Bad Robot and It Follows director David Robert Mitchell's upcoming film. The film is being described as a dinosaur movie set in the 1980s. At this time, no other information about the upcoming project is known. It was also announced that Daisy Edgar Jones has signed on to Universal Pictures' Twisters and will be the lead of the film. Twisters is a new chapter inspired by Jan DeBond's 1996 disaster piece. Twisters is also being described described as a new chapter for the project, with no plans for old characters to return. Over in the rumor mill, it's expected that Denzel Washington will be joining the cast of Ridley Scott's upcoming Gladiator 2 film in an unspecified role. How dare you show your back to me? Slave! Will you remove your helmet and tell me your name? My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, and I will have my vengeance. Paul Mescal has already signed on to be the star of the film, alongside Barry Keegan. Mescal will be playing Lucius, the son of Lucilla, who is fully grown in the sequel. The story takes place several years after Maximus's death in the original. Before he died, Maximus rescued Lucius and his mother from the clutches of the young man's uncle, Commodus, played by Joaquin Phoenix. The event left an impression on Lucius, who aspires to be as formidable as Maximus, as 
as he braves a harsh world. Gladiator 2 is set for a November 22nd, 2024 release. Karate, I'll kick your ass. Square. Jack Black has signed on to reunite with Bobby and Peter Farrelly for Dear Santa, a Christmas comedy with a twist of satanic panic. Dear Santa centers around a young boy who, in writing his yearly note to Santa, mixes up the letters and sends them to Satan instead. Black recently teased the project on social media by posting pictures of himself enjoying an elaborate Christmas display. Also in Dear Santa is Robert Timothy Smith and Keegan-Michael Key, Brianne Howley, Hayes MacArthur, PJ Brynn, newcomer Jaden Carson Baker, and more. Moving to the small screen, it has been announced by HBO that Theo Rossi, best known for his role of Juice in Sons of Anarchy, has joined the cast of The Penguin. As of now, Rossi's role isn't clear, but we do know that Kristen Milotti will be playing Sophia Falcone, a prolific crime boss who succeeded in taking Oswald's empire apart piece by piece. Clancy Brown will play Salvatore Moroni, a powerful mob boss in Gotham City who disfigured Harvey Dent, prompting his transformation into Two-Face, while Colin Farrell will be reprising his role as Oswald Cobblepot, aka The Penguin. <laughs> HBO continued by announcing that the upcoming season 2 of The Last of Us, which is expected to follow The Last of Us Part 2 video game, will actually only cover a portion of the second game. During an interview with GQ, showrunners Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann, who was also the creative director on the video games, were asked if the next season would span the entire course of the second game. Mazin replied, no, no way. Druckmann added, it's more than one season. When asked if it would be two or three seasons, Mazin and Druckmann couldn't give a solid answer. Mazin said, quote, you have noted correctly that we will not say how many, but more than one is factually correct. Druckmann added, Some of the stuff I'm most excited for in part two are the changes we've discussed in seeing the story come to life again in this other version. And I think it's exciting because it leans into those feelings you had from the game really heavily in a new way. Interestingly, Druckmann also said in another interview that ongoing iterations of the game, whether it be Last of Us part three or more, will take into account the series as creative direction for the game. Over at Paramount Plus, it has been confirmed that a sequel to Good Burger is officially in the works, with Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell reuniting. During the announcement, Thompson said, quote, I can't believe it's been a little over 25 years since great customer service was born at Good Burger. Being a part of something so many generations of people have come to love has made me so proud, and now to be back where it all began, working on the sequel is surreal. Love performing with my brother Kel, and can't wait to show the fans what these characters have been up to since we last saw them. In Good Burger 2, Dexter Reed is down on his luck after another one of his inventions fails. Ed welcomes Dex back to Good Burger with open arms and gives him his old job back. With a new crew working at Good Burger, Dex devises a plan to get back on his feet, but unfortunately puts the fate of Good Burger at risk once again. Over in the real world, Warner Brothers Discovery Global-themed entertainment and Egan Escape Productions have teamed up to create an escape room experience titled Escape It in Las Vegas, an escape room experience now officially open to the public. Escape It, which was inspired by the Stephen King novel It, tasty, tasty, beautiful fear, is located in the heart of Sin City, off Symphony Parkway and Martin Luther King Boulevard. Spanning more than 30,000 square feet, Escape It is a revolutionary new take on the traditional escape room experience offering fans two multi-room escaped adventures that bring to life It, the highest-grossing horror film of all time, and its blockbuster sequel, It Chapter 2, from New Line Cinema. This unparalleled attraction includes more than 20 interactive rooms, state-of-the-art special effects, lighting, animatronics, and live actors to create a fully immersive and terrifying experience. Escape It 
Chapter 1 is currently open with It Chapter 2 experience opening later in 2023. Escape It is open from 4 to 11 p.m. on Thursdays and Sundays and from 2 p.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Thursday and Friday tickets start at $54.99 US, while Saturday and Sunday tickets start at $59.99 US. And finally, we once again end on sad news. Actor Lance Reddick, best known for his roles in Lost, The Wire, the John Wick franchise, as well as the video game Destiny, has passed away unexpectedly at the age of 60. Reddick was actually working on PR for the upcoming John Wick Chapter 4 that opens this week when he suddenly passed away. Reddick appeared in countless genres and never shied away from comedic roles, such as the comedy show Corporate, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, or the Eric Andre Show, horror series like American Horror Story, procedurals like Prime Video's Bosch, and the upcoming fantasy series Percy Jackson and the Olympians. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, taste the rainbow, motherfucker.